it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path. Off the beaten path. We're Jesus fucking Christ. We're already having fun. We're already having fun. Pre-show is a hell of a show. We've talked jism. We've talked... Uh, wow. My recess. <laughs> Your recess. I What what episode have we not brought up, brought up jism in some way? Um, well, I felt we were pretty respectful during Lorraine Hansberry. That's yes. true. <laughs> There's some... Sarah Kane, we, I don't we, feel we, like we... Yeah, we didn't, you know, get to... Well, no, Sarah Kane, we definitely talked about. Ugh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we talked about more than Jism on Sarah Kane. And I will say... Oh, and I will say, uh, Lorraine Hansberry, though, we did get to discuss the fact that mouths and butts are the same thing. And that I appreciated that, that Jack. we allowed ourselves to go that far. We've right, got that right. off the list now. Right, right, right. <laughs> but we did it um, respectfully. We did. I feel like, you know. We did. Yeah, y'all, I I'm having a I'm I'm like so sleepy right now. I'm trying my my hardest, but I have I'm playing Catesby in a Zoom production of Richard the 3rd right now. Babe. Uh, because, with young people, uh, with young, young people, people because so it's... I I I directed this thing and then a kid had to drop out for reasons known but untellable on this podcast and uh, funny reasons, not like sad ones or anything. And uh, I am now having to take over the uh, the role of Catesby, a very. Uh... Is it a bucket list role for you at least? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Catesby doesn't do shit. No, it's third tier. And Richard. Well, I don't III. know. I fall asleep in the middle of all of the Richards. R so. Richard the th not Richard the second though. I all love the them. Richard. I love Histories. both the Richards. I hate the history. The histories are the best ones. I'm gonna be a rancid bitch when we cover. <laughs> the histories i really love dick three and i have this idea to turn it into a heathers type musical <laughs> um it's not i'm not ever gonna do it but i have the idea i uh, played go ahead who'd you play i played richmond a couple years ago oh yeah yeah, yeah. ago it was my okay. one chance to do a joan of arc thing and yeah that was some good monologue work there yeah, yeah, yeah for sure for sure it was fun yeah okay well you know uh Fuck us, right? Welcome to Theater Theater, <laughs> the theater podcast for theater people made by three theater nerds from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Burcham. I'm C.J. Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett. And as always, to cleanse our palate between playwrights, we offer you another bonus episode of Theater Theater and Stuff. Where we stuff. Theater adjacent <laughs> things, things that are adjacent <laughs> to theater, <laughs> and we nerd out over them. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I just want to say it's a fucking sausage party in this place right now. That's true. But this week, this week is a Bailey pick. So uh, put on your seatbelt. Lower the lap bar. Get yourself a fast pass. And put on your 3D glasses because I chose to discuss theme park theater attractions <laughs> yes. and i'm super pumped about it and, and and today we are honored to be joined by someone who has actually directed a theme park theater attraction a multiple award-winning la director writer and creator 
receiver of the 2013 LA Weekly Award for Best Director for his production of Stoneface, The Rise and Fall and Rise of Buster Keaton, starring French Stewart at both Sacred Fools and the Pasadena Playhouse, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the author and director of the Saturn (laughs) Award-winning play. (laughs) He's got it! He's He's got it! Oh, it's it's still so pretty! Do you shine that every day? No, it's collecting dust. <laughs> we might have to post a picture of that on the Instagram because it, he, it is a, it might potentially it's be heavy. A, it can murder a person. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think we'll double check this, but I think it might have been the last Saturn Award given out to theater. <gasps> so we'll check on that. But that's pretty cool. And it, uh, for the play Watson, which he wrote and directed, and uh, uh, it, he also wrote and directed its subsequent sequels. And that play, uh, that trilogy, does star. Our very own Scott Leggett in the title role. Yeah. And, and I played his wife. And, yeah. and <laughs> CJ was in it too. And I'm sure. <laughs> no, but but uh, the, the two of them were phenomenal in a, uh, a reading I got to see of it. And then a Zoom production of the first one that was really phenomenal. Uh, and I, I'm sure we'll get into a, a, your hundreds more credit list. But... Jamie Robledo, everyone. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's Welcome. Saturday. I just had a breakfast burrito. <laughs> nice. That's I am wont to do. Yeah. I had I- raisin bran with fresh strawberries. Mm. Oh, you're so good. Mixing your fruits? What are you thinking? <laughs> I've started putting... You can't mix raisins and strawberries. It's, against the... it's in the it's Bible. Un- it's, it's unprecedented. You can't spill your seed on the ground and you can't mix raisins and strawberries. Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, I've started putting kimchi in my breakfast burritos and Ooh. I have found that is oh my, my new God. favorite thing. That sounds balls. It's oh my new my favorite God. thing. It sounds like it smells like balls. Oh, oh yeah, man. it's a little it's a little bit ball sack related in its smell. <laughs> but that'll wake you up and clean you out and Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good morning thing. That and get a cup my, of joe. Get my kimchi from the uh the Pasadena uh farmers market. So, you know. Uh, uh it's the good when? shit. It's yeah. the good when? shit. Uh, mm. From a nice little old white woman, so it's a little weird. But it's yeah. she's it's still delicious. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're talking about theme park theater, guys. I chose this because I, I love theme parks. I miss them deeply. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Disneyland just reopened yesterday. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will <laughs> I get to go in the next year? Probably not. Mm. But I still am excited at the prospect of it. Uh, I really miss Universal Studios. That's one of my like one year, once a year kind of gigs mm-hmm. uh, that I just like to go to. Uh, but I really love the side of theme parks where you go on a bunch of rides and then you take you know, a half hour to go get some air conditioning or maybe not if you're in certain places and you go and you watch a little show. Yeah. Watch a little thing, and you enjoy yourself. So I have a lot that I want to bring up in terms of that, but I want to kind of ask you all, and we'll start with Jamie. Like, are you a theme park person? Like, outside of even just the theater side, like, do you enjoy theme parks? Uh, yeah, I've always been a theme park uh, theme park person. When I was a kid, I, 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 was, I was born in New York, raised in New York. Uh, for most of my childhood. And then uh, we had Six Flags. Right. Six Flags, great adventure. Um, and what I knew originally of theme park uh, theme park shows was the it burned down. 
So we had, we, there, there was a very famous uh, haunted house in uh, Six Flags that burned down with people in it. Oh, um, shit. We oh, also yeah. had Action Park. Right. Uh, I, I don't think I was ever allowed to go, talk. but everyone I knew who did go got hurt. Glass Action Park. Everyone Class action park. Yeah. Stupid Class white action people park. on water slides. Catch Class Action Park, everybody. It's, it's on hilarious. It's on HBO. It's fucking and then, we, then, then, you know, then we had, a, what's it, a, in, in Virginia, the... Uh, 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 Bush Gardens, the Bush Gardens, right? The old country, yeah. I've got I've got a story, and because in Tampa it was Bush Gardens, the dark, the dark continent. continent, yes. Yes. Oh, which is <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds it's, like the it's, sequel it's, to it, Thor. It, it's <laughs> problematic now, but uh, it's, uh, it's a Marvel movie now. But. It is, but yeah, they had because um, the the uh, the roller coaster there was the Loch Ness monster at Williamsburg oh. in the old country. Right. They also had yeah. Drakenfire. Yeah, right? yeah, Ooh. and then they had a really crazy, uh, and I'll talk about it later. Like a German, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was that like a show, but it and it was like, it's like an Oktoberfesty show, right? Like an Oktoberfesty show, but then it had like a really weird like wizard bent to it, and <laughs> it was like it was bizarre. Like my my childhood is it was sounds stupid by it. and great, and like it was stupid and great, loved. you know. Yeah. that's what isn't that what theme parks should be? A little yes. bit stupid, and a little bit great. Yeah, yes, <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. See, anyway. what about you? What yeah. what uh, what is your context for me? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, in where I was from, the the park that we went to was Six Flags Over St. Louis. Mm. Um. And we went for my band when I was in junior high and high school band. Like we had a trip every year where, and my dad usually drove the school bus. <laughs> the bus, and we take a two hour trip to Six Flags. Um, and I never got into the perform. I never went and saw the shows. I was always like, I, I just wanted to ride the rides, mostly roller coasters. Um, but I will say something that was huge was Fright Night. Uh, and it was the whole sure, month of October. Yeah. And that's just like, I mean, now that we've been talking about it, I realize I've seen way more theme park theater than I thought because there's so much that just happens when you're walking around. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was like, I remember there was a dude that was dressed up like the guy from Chainsaw Massacre. And I remember one day watching a group of kids go near, like the closer they got to him and agitated him, he'd like rip the chainsaw and then everyone would run away and then they'd come back and antagonize him. And then there was like a haunted train ride that you could take at night where someone was kidnapped off the train and it was a whole fucking silly ordeal. But this yeah. This was all was at St. Louis? Yeah. St. Louis. Louis. Cool. Well, I mean, where I'm from too, like, I mean, St. Louis was the nearest big city and it was right. i mean unless you went to chicago which was four hours away from me it was the nearest place and well water parks were huge where i was from we had raging rivers and knights yeah. action park but there's no fucking theater there so like if you wanted to do the roller coaster thing you had to go all the way to st louis mm. wow yeah yeah what about you scott what's your what's your theme park history well, uh, I, uh, we lived out here on the West Coast. I was an Air Force brat, as I've said many times before on here. So I remember going Wait, to- what? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Okinawa? Um, 
Uh, yeah, in Okinawa. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but uh, I saw, I, I got to go to Disneyland when I was a wee, wee, wee ch- child. A wee um, lad. And then um, I grew up, then spent some time on the East Coast, so got to go to Williamsburg and... Uh, mm and bush gardens uh and then lived beesh. in florida and so went to beach <laughs> and then went to uh of course went spent a lot of time at disney uh i had a good good friend of mine um a shout out to david jolly a friend of the pod uh, who directed me in stuff and and we worked together a lot but he worked at disney for years doing character stuff so I would frequently get to go in for free um, as a a guest and uh, had many, many misadventures. And um, like we went to our our senior year grad night, the uh, Jamie might be familiar with this. Oh, yeah. But grad night uh, at Disney World is where they would they would close the park down and it would just be tons and tons of high school seniors dropped into the middle of the park i'm sure uh, most of them drunk oh it, well it, you know uh well, well i gotta meet at the school i think and then they take oh, the okay. buses right. so you're pretty right. drunk before you get on the bus so yeah, you're hungover yeah, yeah. by the time you get to disney so our, my, my trip was like a six-hour trip so we like oh, we, we were in hotels and shit <laughs> and so yeah we had illicit drugs that could be snuck in but so yeah, I've been around and seen a lot of stuff, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about shit like medieval times and <laughs> oh my god, medieval pirate times. shows <laughs> and, and that kind of thing. That counts. That it does. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, that is performance. Hell yeah. Orlando had a there is a a strip called International Drive. See, after I for the uh, context for people who don't know me, uh, I moved to Orlando, went to high school there, so. That's where I got into Disney and Universal, and but there's a strip that has a, a, a right by Disney called International Drive, and it has all of those. It had like a NASCAR show, it had, <laughs> it had a pirate show, it had medieval times, it had like a magic show, it had one called King Henry's Feast, <gasps> where you were part of King Henry's court. Oh wow. my god! Wow. We need to go to all of these. <laughs> you need to. I, I bet you half of those things are still there. Oh I'm yeah, sure. they have to be. They have to be. That's what about you, Bailey? Like, what, like was? Well, yeah, I grew up in uh, Wichita, Kansas, where there is a uh, in Kansas City. You have like Worlds of Fun, which is I've been there. Super cool, actually. Uh-huh. It has one of the tallest roller coasters in the nation. It's called the Mamba. It's really fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was actually my first, like, major roller coaster was the Mamba. <gasps> yes. um, and I, uh, it doesn't go upside down, but it goes very, very high. And uh, I smoked a joint on the Mamba one time <laughs> my senior year of high school. Nice. Because uh, there was no one there. It was kind of raining all day. Anyway, uh, but there's a place <laughs> in Wichita uh, that was open while I, while I was growing up called Joyland. And it is not far off from action park it is it, there was a, a <laughs> roller coaster there joyland um it has since closed it closed when i would think i was like a freshman in high school or something like that and uh it became the place where we would sneak into to do illicit drugs <gasps> it, same thing where we would just sneak in it, now you cannot get in there there are always cops there because they know that kids are sneaking in oh, there wow. uh, but we would go into this thing called the wacky shack which was a haunted house, quote unquote, but it wasn't. It was like 
foil on the walls while really loud train noises played and a, and a strobe <laughs> was going on. Like, it was the weirdest. This is like, trying to cause epilepsy. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> like, Cracky shack. Yeah, and there was no, there were no um, warnings before about any of the horrible things that were going to happen to you on your way in. But it was kind of based on the Haunted Mansion at Disney. It just, but uh-huh. it wasn't. Um, Someone but, needs to arrest the 70s and 80s for child neglect. 100%. Yeah, and I would go there alone. This was a place where we were latchkey. <laughs> we were full latchkey at this place. And and there was a roller coaster, which I think the name was called the Skyline, but I never knew it as that. From the day I, the first day I went to Joyland, my parents said, oh, that's the termite. And I was like, oh, and it's, and they never allowed me to go on it. I've never been on the ride. And it's still standing, but it's falling apart. It is a wooden roller coaster that looks like it is about, it's on toothpicks and it's about to fall. And it's <laughs> terrifying. And I've never been on it, so I don't even know. Uh, but then, uh, you know, I did Disney as a kid. I've done uh, Disney World as a kid. I've done Disneyland a couple times since I moved yeah. out to LA. Universal Studios is my main bag. That is like, yeah. I've gone I, I've gone so many times since I was a kid, and now that I've been out here, I try to go every year. I just, I love it. It is my um, kind of ultimate, and it has some of the best theater uh, in terms of, of things that, uh, that, wait, is Indiana Jones Universal? No, no that's no. Disney. That, that is Disney, Disney. right. Yeah. But I'm thinking of like T2 and things right. like that right where so obviously water world backdraft uh i would even argue things like uh the special effects stage is very much theater uh and then you know anytime you have someone like leading your tour on your ride i would argue that's theater you have jaws mm-hmm. you have uh, in in orlando you have um the the great movie ride at disneyland at uh, disney world i think is where that is right um, Hollywood MGM. Studios. Yeah. Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah. Uh, MGM. When I went, uh, yeah. and, <laughs> um, and a lot of All things the like golden that. Days. Yeah, and so I just, I kind of am just nostalgic for it, and and just excited to get into it. But Jamie, you have actually had your hands on. That was perverted. You've you've <laughs> you have touched us. You have fondled and, a and uh, you're canceled now. Jamie's Jamie's gotten canceled. canceled. You did too many. Don't go through my Twitter. Uh, no. Oh God. Uh, oh God. Um, but you, you've been a part of. You've directed a show that ended up at a theme park, and I kind of want to hear about that. So what 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 was that? Oh well, uh, that was uh, kind of the culmination of. Almost a, in a whole adulthood working in uh, theme parks. Mm. I started as a character. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. When I was in uh, high school and in college during the summers, I would uh, I was uh, Goofy and <gasps> Tigger hey! uh, in Orlando. Yeah. And uh, I was Goofy's also, my guy. Goofy's and, my guy. Uh, I, like I was in parades and uh, they paid you like crap, but you got free Disney tickets and, yeah. um, uh, you know, you everyone everyone was in their late teens early 20s and and drinking and fucking and it was super fun <laughs> as super it fun should be well, in the midwest yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we should say that when you first moved to la which I first moved to la yeah uh, um jamie used to crash on my futon in my studio <laughs> in hollywood and then he would take the bus to anaheim to do disneyland <laughs> my first job yeah my first job in la was at disneyland uh just because people i knew 
having lived in Orlando, they, they, you know, they knew the people who hired me, the people I worked for. And, uh, so I got to do that for a few months. Um, and it wore on me and then I got a job in Los Angeles and, uh, I said, I thought I said goodbye to Disney forever. Um, and then I was actually, speaking of universal, I, uh, I auditioned for, and I got cast in a, uh, uh, it's Islands of Adventure. Um, it's called, uh, Poseidon's Fury. Ooh. I don't know if you know that it's, it, it was like yeah. the sit, it was like a twin park to, um, to Universal in Orlando. Right. So blew us all out. It was Gary Goddard, the guy who directed the T2 show. Mm. Oh, um, cool. Right? right. Cool. Um, and it was some dumb, they basically remodeled a, uh, an already existing, uh, show, but they added like $10 million to the infrastructure. Oof. And wow. it's this huge, it was this huge, huge thing. And I uh, played a uh, bumbling tour guide called Taylor. And I, who, who messed up and he brought this whole tour uh, into a battle between uh, Poseidon and Darkanon. Oh. <laughs> is that like QAnon? Yes. No, no, no it is a completely oh, 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 oh. fictional uh, uh, uh underwater greek god uh who was played Fuck by jeffrey <laughs> yeah played by jeffrey combs hey! no way yeah. no way yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so uh uh and then we had like a little stunt interaction and you know we avoided fireballs and um and we interacted with like super special effects and uh, sometimes they would work, sometimes they wouldn't. And so I did that for like three or four months and, um, and then came back and thought my days were done. And then I did a lot of L.A. theater. And then Matt Almos, uh, who is an amazing uh, creator, uh, director. Burglars. From Burglars, Burglars of, of Ham. Yep. Yes. Oh, I love lot. Burglars of Ham. Yeah, we talk about them a lot. Well, oh. at the time, he was, uh, and uh, up until recently, really, he was kind of a bigwig in Disney creative entertainment. Mm. And He uh, was an Imagineer, right? He, mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and we did Brodus rehearsals in their studio. Yeah. So, no big deal. NBD. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> so he's like, hey, uh, uh, why don't you come and talk to some people? Uh, we, I want to get some L.A. theater folks into uh, doing doing some stuff for Disney and Imagineering and creative entertainment. And they gave me a script uh, that was not very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're like, OK, rewrite it. So I rewrote it. Um, and it was basically a, um, it was basically this, uh, you know, a trunk tour of like medieval actors and they performed Beauty and the Beast. So they pulled everything out of a trunk and, and then Belle shows up and they interact and they re redo Beauty and the Beast with, uh, with these actors and Belle in full costume um for in like so so they liked that and they asked me to write two more things um and uh it was for shanghai and uh, it was uh, these were pirate shows so they had one was a stunt show between two actors it was mostly physical and one was uh uh, uh 
one was um, uh, a musical. Uh, it was a musical bit uh, of a new language, a new race of creatures that was out there um, and uh, bizarre. And I spent a little bit of time on it and I didn't hear anything for months. And then I got a call and I was told, uh, yeah, we need a director and I hear you direct. And so like three months later, I was in China. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 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 I you mean, were there been, for a while, right? Yeah. Like three months. It was, uh, <sighs> and I'd been working on the project for about a year, a year and a half. Cause we had to, uh, you know, lots of rewrites. I'd never, I'd never spent so much time on so few pages. Like they're really, really big on structure. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to learn a lesson. Uh, the yeah. audience needs mm -hmm. to learn a lesson. It has to, you know, they're, I mean, like they are really, really, uh, uh, rigid about, you know, really strong scripts. And then you throw it away because everything is Chinese and they don't understand it. They don't understand <laughs> anything that's going on. They don't know yeah. what's going on. They don't know what your pirate jokes are. They don't know anything. They don't know what pirates are. Uh, so you get there and you're like, okay, how do I speak through an interpreter to teach people about pirates? They, you know, in China, pirates are bad. They take children. Yeah, yeah. You know? They're uh, serious fucking pirates there. They're, they're not, serious like, pirates. Not a romantic thing. <laughs> right. Like right. And they pirates don't, extravaganzas. And they don't want to... Um, they don't like anti-authoritarianism, and that's what pirates what? are. <laughs> right. They oh my God. don't want anyone on the high seas evading the government authorities to live a free and open life, um, so, which is what we know as pirates. All their exposure to pirates is, uh, is the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, mm -hmm. and that's fairly recent. Um, so you had to explain to them the the world that they'll be living in and then these kids their kids are like 18 19 20 i think the oldest was like 23 they don't uh, they don't have like a, a a a base of theatrical understanding that we do they're specialized at childhood so chinese kids know dance and that's all they do is dance or they are martial artists mm -hmm. and that's all they really know or they're 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 an actor or they're a singer they're not all of them right so i had to teach them all uh, a base of like understanding of of theater and improv wow wow which is hard for people that are trained like <laughs> exactly me. <laughs> um so so yeah it was about character development and um but I got to, to I, I got to work with some amazing people in China. I got to work with some amazing people uh, stateside. Uh, some of the best in L.A. theater. I, mm. I got to, you know, my my costume designer was Anne Kloss Farley. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Right. Wow. And like she so, wins a million awards every year. It yeah. seems like. And, and, yeah. Uh, Anne Kloss Farley. She, you know, we're whenever we talk about hiring her out in LA theater, it's like, okay, how much can we scrounge together? Yeah. Right. How much can we scrounge together together? But like I'm dealing with $25,000 costumes. Yeah. Right. Shit. So it's like, it's nothing to Disney. 
Right. Um, so it is, yeah, you know, it's the yeah. it is the empire. <laughs> it is the empire. I don't, mean that, I don't mean that in a negative. I don't mean like the galactic empire. I just mean it's it is the reigning empire of entertainment as we know it. Like think about but how. Also, it's kind of like the galactic empire. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Although they've you know they've generally done good things. I mean, in terms of you know not yeah. PC stuff and and putting their foot down and doing the right thing. Well, it's a mixed bag. Uh, it is a mixed bag when you, when, and we can talk about all of that, but that's not why we're here. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be here. Well, I'll talk about the history of Disney in the next uh, special yeah, podcast. I mean, we might as well start with Disney. Yeah. And, and, and since we're comparing them to the empire, we might as well talk about rise of the resistance, right? This is uh Everything at, that's coming up at Disneyland is already open. That's already going on, but they're opening it up at Disney World as well, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. they're opening a bigger thing, and then they still have the hotels that are opening up. Right. And and from what I've heard, now I have not been, I've not done the Star Wars experience yet, but from what I've heard, it is experiential in the way that there are actors walking around playing the characters, and they will interact with you as if you are in their world. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's immersive theater. Mm -hmm. uh, have any of y'all gone yet? No, I, I haven't. No. I haven't. I actually watched. I got high one night and watched an immersive. It was like a 20 minute oh, long cool. YouTube video of cool. like, I can't even remember which ride it was, but they walk you through the whole thing. And it's yeah, like every corner you turn, there is a screen and something's going on or there is an actor there that's bringing you into the world like even even more so than I feel like they've kind of turned all that stuff up because of course like people are going to be stoked on the new Star Wars world for years now and yeah. the lines are going to be insanely long forever so you might as I mean they've really focused on keeping people immersed and entertained while they're waiting in line right and I've heard that even like the uh the cantina and the you know the different places you can get drinks are fun and there are performers and there are you know and, and and people that are in the world interacting with you uh i've even heard some rumors and i don't know how far this is going at disneyland it might be the disney world one where at some point you're going to be able to like create a character and they will be able to basically like scan you and know who you are and oh be able my to god you as yeah that you check into the hotel as That's your what it character is. <gasps> right oh right. my god yeah. i want to go as a porg <laughs> <laughs> and they just have to treat you as such <laughs> <laughs> which means they have to roast eat you. and eat you someone's going to try to kill you. and eat me yes. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> they're delicious <laughs> see how chewy chomps that shit how out of this porch you. but how since none you. of us have actually experienced that we can't get too deep into it but i know you had sent something scott the other day that was like they're going to be doing like dinner theater kind of stuff yeah there's yeah there's a whole thing and then they just announced uh and they pulled it really quickly but i guess that they've created this this lightsaber technology <gasps> and they showed it and then they had to pull the video because it was like just to stockholders or something and uh but they've created this new lightsaber tech where you'll be able to turn on a lightsaber oh my god yeah so uh, nobody huh. knows too much about it but like it's um it's crazy like it's crazy the amount of time and energy that they've they've put into it, but it's their, you know, I mean, it's now their huge thing along with Marvel, you right. know, and now there's, they're, they're, I guess they're working on a huge Marvel, like a Marvel stunt, world. stunt yeah. spectacular oh, 
show. Yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. The, the, and Just hope it goes better than the uh, uh, Spider-Man musical on. on- <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Which, of all the rabbit holes to go down for five <laughs> no, years of your life. I will tell you, um, I found out the other day and I, you know, I won't get too deep into it because I know I, I don't know if anyone wants to be associated with that show or not. But I know the stage manager from <gasps> Oh, and fuck. Oh, wow. Didn't even know it until recently that they were the stage manager. And I was like, they oh, must have seen some, some shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy stuff. But yeah, so so in terms of, of, of Disney, are there other ones that stick out in your mind? You had talked about Indiana Jones, Scott. What's oh, your... yeah. Okay. Oh, so man. the Indiana yeah. Jones stunt spectacular at MGM uh, in uh, Disney, Disney. I remember Hall. it well. I remember it well. Yeah. It was, uh, I saw it countless times. Like I said, my buddy Dave Jolly got, got, got me into Disney quite a bit. Um, I've got to see like you, part of the show was that they would print, bring down random audience members. They would take them off and they would costume them, costume them and then give them like their right. little roles and what they had to do. And I just remember this one time, this cause there was, there was like fire. There were pyrotechnic stuff. Like you could feel the heat on you from some of the explosions and stuff and i remember this this poor little woman was seeming to have the time of her life but then she she they, they like come and interview them afterwards like how was that and she's like i farted <laughs> <laughs> and like just the whole crowd just lost their shit um but i remember taking acid and going to see <laughs> And I had seen, by that point, I'd seen it many times. I knew like every beat of it because it's the guy drop, you know, the guy playing Indiana Jones drops in from the top and then they do the whole like, you know, the thing with the, the sand and the, and the, and the artifact and then the, the bo- idol. The idol. Throw me, throw me throw, the idol. Throw, throw me the idol. Alfred Molina. Alfred Don't Molina. send him no. the idol. And, uh, uh, and just remember just losing my mind, but maintaining myself really, really well. And like two of my buddies were like, dude, you handled yourself so well. I was like, I know. Cause I could have just started just screaming, just <laughs> screams, you know, as the show was going on, but I always appreciated it because, um, you, and there's a few, you can see a, a few, uh, fuck ups that are posted, uh, on YouTube, like where just things go awry and they stop the show and reset and that kind of right. thing. Um, but I was always am- amazed at, at how well you know, it was probably a team of, I don't know, a dozen to, to 20 people who were in the cast who did all the stuff and all the fights. And they were always so well done and um, well executed. It was like a 45 minute show and it was always mm-hmm. a blast. You know, you had to wait for it just like any other attraction. But I was always just really impressed that they. How many shows a day did they do? They had to have. I mean, they had to have had two or three casts in rotation because I imagine the. But they did it like I think it was like every ninety minutes they would. Fuck. They would do it. Do it again and. Fuck. uh, Yeah, Yeah, that shit's crazy. I've known a bunch of people who were in Frozen at the Hyperion and Disneyland, and just Mm -hmm. their fucking schedules. They'd be like, I'd be like, hey, can you hang out this day? And they'd be like. Well, I have to drive to Anaheim and I have to be there for three hours. And then I have two hours where I can just like hang out at the park, but then I have to come back for three hours. And then I have <laughs> to go home and come back the next morning at 5 a.m. You know, and you're just like, this. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they're constantly switching out the ensembles and stuff and they have to keep those people 
cast as well. People are dropping out all the time. Right. So they're constantly holding auditions and 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 keeping those people. Oh, that's stuff. What's the? Does anybody know what the what the what is is? Are they under any union at at Disney? It's Ooh. the it's the um yeah it's the theme parks union. It's um. Is oh, it, is there uh, a separate one? Yeah, it's. Oh, is it Agva? Agva. 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 That's Agva. it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I, right. I couldn't remember. I learned something new today. Well, yeah. because yeah. I know at one point, like this is. And it's equity late. connected. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's connected yeah. with the AEA. Okay. Yeah. Because there was yeah. a whole dust up, as I recall, like in the mid to late nineties. Because I had a bunch of friends post college who went into uh, into uh, the theme park world, and for a while it was equity, at least. Some mm-hmm. of the, uh, the bigger shows were, and some of the bigger musical shows were, and then they switched it up a bit. But because, yeah, that's got to be so difficult to manage. And, you know, because you're dealing, you're also dealing with 20 year olds for the most part. You're dealing right. with kids, you know, in the show, like Jamie said, you know. So at some point, you, you, you're just dealing with sort of madness of people fucking and getting messed up and, you know, then being I will- frozen. I will say, I didn't, thinking about it now, I know two gals that were Disney princesses at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them played Princess Jasmine all the time, and she told me, we were both hostesses at Houston's years ago. Yeah. And um, she, her wig that she had to wear was so heavy that she had lasting back problems when she finally left. Wow. Like, Disney was still paying for her to see a chiropractor. Wow. And then um, Alicia Soper, who she now plays Marilyn Monroe at Universal Studios. She was Cinderella for years at Disneyland. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a lot of pretty girlfriends. <laughs> they are Disney princesses. Disney princesses. Yeah, I've Not me. characters. I knew a guy who did um, who did Peter Pan for a while. And mm. He looks like Peter Pan at tracks. Um, <laughs> he looks like the one right out of the Disney movie, too. Like it's right. <laughs> um, and a few princesses here and there. Uh, did, has anybody seen Frozen? The movie the or the show? In the no. movie, my niece oh, the, loves it. The show I at Disneyland. In, no. chi- in China, I uh, my shows rehearsed right next to the Frozen show. Got it. So I heard "Let It Go" in <laughs> in Mandarin. In Mandarin, <laughs> 30, 40 times a day. Wow, Bailey, yeah, can you look that up and sing us out? I uh, will at the end I, of this. I'll, I'll pronounce it perfectly too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, no, I. You know, I've had a. Uh, I could name about. Honestly, more than 10 easily come to mind friends who were a part of the Frozen cast at some point. So I don't want to disparage it too much. <laughs> there are some magical things about it. There's also some really beautiful things things they did with casting where it was po- fully colorblind casting. They never felt the need to make the whole family uh, one race or anything like that, one color. It felt very much like we're just putting up a show and you enjoy the fuck out of the songs and great. And there's a couple magic moments. Cause it's uh, a super white movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's almost weird that they made it. Um, yeah. We, we can talk about that, but I don't like the movie frozen. I Mm-mm. don't, I doubt anyone here is a big frozen Stan. No. Never no. seen it. I will say I, I never seen see it. it because I'm a, you know, I like Disney stuff and I tend yeah. to like Pixar stuff. Now this is not Pixar. But I was like, okay, well, I'll go see this. I think I saw it with my nephews, and I walked out, like, upset. I was like, that might have been the worst animated movie I've ever seen. And people were like, it's brilliant. It's the next big thing. It's a box office hit. 
but I will say this. I did see Frozen 2 with my nephews. <laughs> and I walked out of that not only singing the song from it, because <gasps> it's really good, uh, because it ends with the, the lead singer of Panic at the Disco singing it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. that's right. Um, that's right. I could get in line for and that. And I was like, okay. that's awesome. Um, but the movie kind of works because it go, it's, it's more about like, the the land and the nature and the and the the ice and the, the little fairies and demons that make it all possible and I was like that's more fun to me is it a good movie no but I liked it a lot more um, so maybe check out Frozen two and not one if you ever have the desire um, but the show itself is is like I think it's like a half hour long it's a really great chance to get some AC and some I'm sure the little kids love it um, I'm not a fan. Sorry to all my dear, dear friends who have done it. Um, my friend Travis Leland, who we'll have on the podcast at some point, uh, I think he listens. Shout out to Travis. He played the prince, the main guy, oh. the main prince for, I think, the whole time it was up until COVID. I think that was his gig. Wow. Um, so things like this. Uh, but that's at the Hyperion, which it used to be. Uh, Aladdin's, Aladdin's magical yeah. something another that had a name. What was the name of that? I'm gonna look that. I up. can't. I can't remember. I always it was Aladdin, and then our friend. Shout out to Jeff uh, Sumner. Jeff Sumner was was the genie for, for, genie years. for years, 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 which years. you can you can look up. I mean, they still go viral all the time on things like TikTok and Instagram, where you you can look up on YouTube videos of just compilations of all of the different lines that the genie had to learn constantly because they would update it with the pop culture of the time. Yeah. So every sure. few months they would have to learn new jokes or come up with new jokes. I don't know if it was uh, improvised or what, but you know, to the point where they're saying things that are like, there, there's a couple compilations I've watched where he, he he'll, he'll make like a, a, a Jenner or like a Kardashian joke. That's like a little <laughs> vulgar. And you're like, Whoa. Things are like sex tape jokes and like weird things like that where you're just like, okay. Uh, so it got weird at one point, but I think what most people remember about that was the genie. That yeah. was kind oh, yeah. of the big comedic effect of it all. And I remember the carpet flying. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. that sounds like, which fun. I'm sure was just on fly lines. We do, we were setting up to before COVID hit, we were setting up to do Aladdin at the playhouse because the Pasadena civic ballet was putting up Aladdin and we had to hire a fly line to make the carpet fly. But when I saw the video, I was like, this looks nothing like they did it at, <laughs> at Disneyland. Like that was the shit. Um, but what else in terms of, uh, actual live theater at Disney parks, can you guys think of any others? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I, I was going to say bring up uh, Captain EO, the, the Michael Jackson. Captain EO, yeah. The Francis Ford Coppola directed Captain yeah, EO. Yeah, but that mm -hmm. wasn't, that wasn't no. a live presentation. It was, well, three, it was a 3D thing with you know, all these like built in. The, I saw it channel. when they brought it back for a minute. When yeah. After uh, Michael died, they, they put up. They put up Captain EO for a little while and I went and saw and uh, Epcot, I think it was. Yeah. And we were like extremely surprised by that 3D technology. Hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, it was it was, yeah, it, was, it, was it, it was ahead of its time. And, you know, yeah. and it, it's a tight, weird little story, you know, yeah. Angelica Houston is the 
the giant uh, spider evil yeah. spider queen and you think me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of epic i mean and you can watch yeah. it on youtube it's just a music video and in some ways um but you know francis ford coppola worked on it spielberg worked on it like it yeah. was yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah it was a kind weird of amalgamation yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but it was huge i remember it was so yeah, huge yeah. and then i have a I captain think... eo t-shirt somewhere too small um, for me now. What at um at Tomorrowland they had all of the the like the Jedi training stuff. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So those yeah. little shows. Yeah. And then it got it got a little kitschy and ridiculous, and they had yeah. like stormtrooper dance offs and stuff. And, <laughs> uh, I want to go. <laughs> this Ewok breakdance is really badass. <laughs> like, like you know, at some point. Uh, my yeah, parents I mean, it's just silly. The silliness gets to be out of, out of control. Right. My parents took me to Disney World when I was four. We went to Disney World during Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, God. And wow. I have very vague memory. Like, mom and dad still talk about the fact that um, nobody was there because it was Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and I the only vague memories I have of it were screaming through Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, but that's all I remember when I was a yeah. kid. We didn't do theme park vacations after that. <laughs> it was always historical or um, like monuments or um, baseball stadiums for my right. dad. Right. That was it. Another cool Disney thing is the great movie ride, right? Which oh, I, yeah. I, I love oh, the great yeah. movie ride. And the person who, I don't think they have that anymore. Uh, they don't, yeah. And oh. I think – or if they do, I, 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 it, I bet it's been turned into something else. But it is uh, – used to be when it first opened up the tour guide had to learn 500 pages of <gasps> holy shit 500 pages because di because of different things they could say and there was all these variations or whatever they cut that down uh and then at one point and i did not go on this version of the ride or at least i don't remember it at one point early on in the ride's conception there's a point where a gangster would shoot the tour guide and take over <gasps> and be your tour guide for the <gasps> Brian. Wow! Wow! That sounds like so much fun. I was like, "That sounds awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on that ride. Uh, actually, I want to go on the version where the Cinnabites or somebody, like somebody really weird, or like the Xenomorph from Alien, like takes over. And well, I mean, that that ride, <laughs> that that uh, experience was insane. The um, uh, it, it Disney they had the uh, that little dark ride where you, where you, where you basically sat down in an auditorium and they, it was like the alien experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, right. Right. And yeah, yeah. basically they, they shut you down and, you, and, and it used to be, I think like mission to Mars. Yes. Uh, and then they changed it and it was basically, they're testing, uh, uh, sending this little cute little alien to another place. And it, it, it was supposed to be the alien movie uh, experience where the xenom the xenomorph gets uh, breaks out of its its bonds, but uh, they just changed it for some reason. I think they, there's a whole there's a whole like a um, there's a whole like YouTube cast about it. Um, there's probably several, but basically this creature ex uh, gets out of its cage. The lights go dark and it starts killing things around you. So like you're sitting and you can feel the hot breath on your neck. Mm -hmm. And then it chews down on something and like it sprays water on you. So it like it, 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 you feel the blood 
of its kill. <laughs> it's like wow. 4DX theater almost. It's like 4DX theater. Well, and, this uh, was Disney or, or this, Universal? This was, this was Disney. Wow. This was Disney. <laughs> uh, oh. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You said you were going to say something. No, I just, it's, it's a change of subject, but I just remembered somebody else we know that worked at Disney forever is Jeff Scott Carey was the voice of Crush in the Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. Series. Right. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. a California Dis- Adventure? Yeah, Discovery. California Adventure, yeah. Yeah, yeah he that, did that forever. That's a live show uh, that is, well, he, oh, he did the underwater Crush experience. Yes. Right? Yes, 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 yes. That's what it There's was. There's also a live 30-minute Finding Nemo musical that (gasps) basically just makes the movie into a 30 minute musical and it's kind of amazing because they use a screen behind it to make bubbles and like cool things like that but it's like Lion King puppetry Ooh, Boon Raku? Yeah, kind of, but a mm-hmm. little more uh, animated, a little bit more like it's from the movie, you know. Um, yep, yep. And it, and but then they have them up on fly lines, spinning around and swimming and doing all this shit, and it's actually really cool and fun. Uh, but my nephews got really scared by Bruce the shark. No, oh. handle that. He's um, a meanie. So, <laughs> real quick, if you're a super, uh, and uh, if you're a super big uh, theme park person, if you're listening to this, there's a, a great YouTube channel called Defunct Land. Mm, okay. um, Defunct Land, and they go into ride history. <gasps> That's uh, kind of cool. So they go into how it started, what, what was the genesis of it, and it has, it has, they talk about the great movie, right? They talk about this, the, nice. the, the, the alien uh, experience, and they talk about like all kinds, it's not just Disney. Right. Um, you should also check out, if anybody's interested, uh, there's a podcast called Podcast The Ride, <gasps> and it is a theme park based podcast that I've listened to a few episodes of. I, I'm not like super deep into it, uh, but besides specifically their coverage of the Muppet show at oh I remember that yeah yeah at Universal is uh, <clears throat> incredible uh and I we that is a good segue to that because is that theater right I mean because it is it's live they are there are puppets um you have Waldorf and Stat- Statler and Waldorf uh mm-hmm. you know puppets but are they animatronic I think maybe mm-hmm. um like the country bear Oh, that, okay. Chuck E. Cheese. Is Country Bear, is that live theater? Or is yeah. that animatronic? You know, I mean, it's it's kind of this weird uh, hybrid of the two. But I think I really love the Muppet Show theater production. Like, that feels like a ride. I love the 40X. I love that. It's like, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Did you guys mm-hmm. ever go on yes, that? Yes, 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 yes. Eric yes. Idle hosts as you go through and you yeah. get shrunk and then they have, you know, it's the same as the like alien experience. They, you feel things on your feet and it's like, oh, there's rats running around and you feel things on your head because somebody dropped water on the ground, you know. Um, uh, that shit is kind of my favorite thing. I mean, roller coasters, obviously, but I would even argue like Star Tours is that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you have all that stuff. That, <clears throat> I think that we people underestimate the importance of all that stuff that's in line that, yeah. you, that you experience while you're waiting in line. They do some brilliant stuff to keep people distracted. Thousands and thousands of people have to be constantly distracted right. yeah. to make it through those lines. And and it's a hell of an accomplishment. And, and it is. Set, setting you up for, uh, for, you know, sitting in a chair for basically, you know, 120 seconds and you're done. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> I remember getting done with Disneyland one day and I went with like a hardcore Disney person that we got there when the park opened and we stayed until it closed. And we looked back at the day and I was like, I spent $300 today and I went on 10 rides yeah. and that's it. You know, I mean, that is a good point. Like why they have to fucking entertain people while they're in line because yeah. the bang for the buck isn't for me it's like don't get me wrong i love disneyland but i go to disneyland once every three years and i'm like i'm good for a while yeah, i don't right. need to go back for a yeah. while yeah. Well, that's right. why you got to get a pass so that way you can go yeah. on one or two rides like i, I just bought a universal pass because i live five five ten minutes away mm -hmm. so uh with scott golden so we were there for two rides we had a beer we went on harry potter then we went on the on the I tour. I want to talk about Harry Potter, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we and then we bounced, and we're like, we'll come back Tuesday. We'll we'll ride Jurassic Park, and then we'll go golf. So uh, that's the shit. That's I feel the like shit. Universal isn't as crazed over stuffed no. with people the way that no. Disneyland is. No, it's, just, it's geographically just so much smaller. Yes, um, yes. You know. Well, then you have the two levels, too. People don't think about that. That You, you know, where those huge, um, going down to the Jurassic Park ride, uh, you have basically two levels of theme park. Right. You know, so you can put the mummy ride downstairs, and you can put the whatever else downstairs, and then have, have your, uh, uh, you know, more storefronty kind of stuff upstairs. Uh, I, uh, what did you want to say about Harry Potter, CJ? Because there's not a lot of, not a lot of interactive theater there. Well, I will say, Leggett and I played hooky one day on a Monday, and we went because we'd never been before, and we went to Ollivander's to buy wands. Oh yeah. And they have a whole show where they they put you in a room and you see someone get their wand matched. Oh, them. right, right. Very cool. And I, I remember hearing before I ever went that people said like, because, you know, oftentimes people like to kind of poke fun and laugh about theme park theater because it's cheesy or whatever. But like... They got really good performers for Harry Potter. And it was, I, Leggett, do you yeah. agree with me? Yeah, like, yeah, it was. It was a really it was. good performance. And we, I mean, I'm a big Harry Potter nerd anyway. Fuck J.K. Rowling. But, um, I, but th th it was, it was a really fun ceremony. And then Leggett and I went out and bought, spent what, 75 bucks? Yeah. On, on wands? On the interactive <laughs> wands that we couldn't, that we could never get to work like it's like sucked they, at they, it they, they, they give you a map and it's like you can go here and stand on this spot and wave your wand and it was like we, we just couldn't fucking get it to work so, yeah, i now, am a muggle so now we have 75 dollar <laughs> pieces of plastic and like once a year we break them out and point them at each other and go, yeah. a lot of cadavera <laughs> yeah i got the elder wand so <laughs> i got serious black's wand Ooh, yeah mine's cooler well, all right, whatever. Man. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's there's one uh, sort of, it's it fits in the hybrid category that we were talking about just a bit ago. There's one in particular show that has stuck with me my whole life. It is my favorite theme park attraction ever, and it no longer exists anywhere except for uh, Universal Studios Tokyo. Oh. Um, so let me, uh, before I tell you what it is, let me list my top three favorite James Cameron movies, okay? <laughs> uh, number three is Aliens. Okay. Number one is T2 Judgment Day, 
And number two is T2 3D. Oh, yeah. Battle Across Time. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. It's the most expensive theme park attraction ever because they gave James Cameron basically a blank check to make the the he made the entirety of the movie that you see before you go in that is like the uh montage of Cybernet and like look Cyberdyne Systems Skynet look how everything is going to be so much better for you you'll be able to tuck in your kid from uh from across the world and things like this and then it's like you'll never miss a a uh a free throw ever again it shows Shaq and he makes a free throw and it's very funny um <laughs> which was changed later like in the last year it was changed to like Beckham making a shot uh David Beckham making a shot I'm trying to make it player. international you know. yeah I guess or even or maybe even just feeling bad for Shaq or, <laughs> you know I don't know uh, he had retired I guess um but there's a video uh of the final uh, oh, he also directs a lot of the, like, them being in the future show uh, in T2, but he doesn't direct the stage part, and he doesn't direct most of the back half of it. The stage um, part uh, is uh, was directed by Gary Goddard. Right, right. Who, mm. who I worked with yes. on on uh, Poseidon's Fury. Right, and, and it cool. turns out he's a he's a pedo. So oh, oh no, no. Yeah. Oh, we'll delete him forever from. We'll everything. delete him forever. But yes, yeah. he was responsible for all that stunt stuff. Which but is I great. will say, you know, it's it is it's especially as a kid. But I saw it as an adult a couple times, and I was still blown away every time. You know, every time John Connor walks <laughs> out of the fucking screen for the first time, you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just awesome. Um, I love uh, all the effects that they do uh, with the the T one hundred. Robert, what's his name? Robert um, Patrick. Patrick. Uh, that stuff is very cool. the The actors never really look like the people from the movie, but it's okay. Like yeah, the, you put, the, put a wig on them, and uh, yeah, the, the, okay. Arnold, <laughs> the Arnold is always a little. Fat. <laughs> Edward Furlong is always a little too tall, and like his hair is very obviously a wig. Well, you um, probably they probably had to hire adults. You had to be eighteen yeah, yeah. or over to be in it. I'm sure for sure. And you know, it 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 was actually meant to be. Cameron had written this script as an actual canon uh, middle piece between his idea for T three. Oh, interesting. So it was actually going to lead us to the next part of the John Connor story. And there's only a couple little things in there that were related to what his script was going to be. Obviously, it's all retrofitted to be a, a theme park thing. But there is a script, apparently, written by James Cameron that was meant to be the next part of this story. Obviously, it was never made. Not a fan of uh, really any Terminator movie after the second one. Besides this one, obviously. Um, but like, what are, have you guys seen this show? Yeah, I, yes, I saw that in, gosh, I'm maybe when I came out to visit LA before I moved here, it was like somebody was like, well, if you're going to come out here, we're going to take you to Universal and see it. So, but yeah. it had to have been before um, it was moved because it's only in Tokyo now you said well there was one in Orlando there was one in LA and then they both closed I think huh. in like 2010 or 2014 yeah 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 but there's a video of the last ever performance of it at the <gasps> one in LA Ooh. and it's uh, because they had already closed the one in Orlando so they put this up and 
if you ever want to see me cry put on that video it's like it's amazing because i've i had seen that show a hundred billion times i know it's coming up every moment but the people that are there like ovation after every line like people are just going nuts, to the point where it's like messing up the timing sometimes and they're having to like get back in it's beautiful and then at the end the whole cast comes out and actually gets to do a bow which they never got to do through the you know years of it and apparently the the guy playing uh, arnold and it had been doing it for over a decade so, so kind of this amazing thing um there's a woman on stage at the end with like a T2 flag and she's just waving it back. Like Les Mis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like the res- La Resistance. La Resistance. <laughs> it's, it's quite incredible. Uh, Scott, but CJ, remember Laura, Laura Napoli? She, she, she was. Oh, that's right. She, she was, was in the show. She yeah, was, she was, uh, um, she was uh, Sarah Connor. Connor. Yeah. Sarah oh, Connor. of course she wow. was. Yeah. That's She's yeah. an amazing stunt lady. Yeah. The other, yeah. the role to get though is, is I forget her name, but it's the woman who introduces you to everything. The uh, super her. She's, what is her name? I'm going to find her name. I bet it's Kelly. I bet it's Kelly Ann Conway. <laughs> we're gonna call her that it's kelly and Con- kelly um, conway now um, i really want to see this show but i will Let's tell you this Tokyo, is a cool y'all. this is a cool stat this movie the movie itself of t2 3d cost about two million dollars per minute <gasps> making beating the record for most expensive film ever made wow film oh. ever made uh which was previously held by what the most expensive avatar uh, no. um we have already brought it up on this podcast oh on this episode the most Indiana expensive Jones? film ever made before t2 3d oh i don't know i don't know Francis Ford Coppola's Captain EO. Uh, because yeah. per minute, it costs more to make with the, the effects and the 3D and the amount of people they were paying to do it, right? Like Arnold gets paid right. millions. Even They weren't taking a, a pay cut to, right. to be right. part of it. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And they got the whole cat. I mean, it's it's Edward Furlong. It's it's um, it's uh, 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 Robert Patrick. You know, like they're all there. And it's, it's uh, their acting's kind of good too. They're kind of hmm. like in for it, especially because Edward Furlong's not like a phenomenal actor in T2. I mean, he's good, but he's not like, he, he, he works. But, uh, doesn't matter. I, I really love this thing. Um, uh, okay. A couple other things I wanted to bring up because we don't have a ton of time left. Yeah. Uh, the Ghostbuster experience at Universal Studios Orlando. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, I had done that back in the day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, One of my favorites. Time. It was a good time. And it at the end, they blow up the marshmallow, man, or stay puffed, and the whole place fills with smoke like at the end of T2. Oh, we should mention... One of the best gags of any theme park theater ever is throughout all of T2, your chair is rising and you don't realize it. And yes. then at the end, it drops you real quick. <gasps> and you're, but you're in smoke, so you are you don't know what's going on. There's just like strobe and you're in complete smoke. And then you just go, and that's the end of the ride. And it's the scariest, most fun thing. Um, and I would forget about it every time somehow. And it would still get me. Aww, um, that's good shit. That's but good the Ghostbusters thing did the same thing where it would coach you in, you know, the stay puffed, whatever. And I remember it smelling like s'mores 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> um some other ones uh beetlejuice's graveyard review oh yeah highly recommended that was where he basically just Beetlejuice, a guy being michael keaton's beetlejuice would introduce you to the the mummy and dracula and the and oh, frankenstein yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 uh that was at universal studios florida for a long time uh there was a barney show at mm-hmm. universal studios and maybe the one in la uh that i really loved but i will tell you that it was the day that i realized barney wasn't real was when <laughs> the velcro on the back of uh, uh, Barney's shoe uh, Barney's foot came off during the show and I saw it and I turned to my mom and I said is that a guy in a costume oh no and she said all she said was Bailey what do you think and I cried oh. for like six hours. Oh, oh. that's so sad. <laughs> Little Bailey's childhood shattered, <laughs> shattered into a million pieces. I was five years old. Yeah. Like, oh. dr- like dropping a Ming vase on Destroyed a- <laughs> me. Um, another hybrid is the Carousel of Progress. Oh, that I that is fantastic. I love that. I, I love would call that, that theater. I mean, it's... I've it's, been stuck in between two times. Me too. So you can watch both things yeah. happening at the same time because it's on a trigger. So um, Carousel of Theater, if you haven't uh, heard of it, uh, mm-hmm. CJ, you said you haven't done it. It's, mm-hmm. at, it's in Tomorrowland, and it's just this... It's the oldest... I think it's like the one of the first rides attractions built. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have one at both parks. And it's you're Not sitting anymore in a, at uh, Disney World. Dave. Oh, they don't. Okay. No, no, it's Interventions now. Oh, right. Uh, right. Yes, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but you're sitting in a theater with a bunch of people, and and it's a circle, circular theater, but you can only see your segment, and then there's multiple segments of theaters, <laughs> and the whole building turns. But it's it's the wait is it the stage that turns or you that turn uh i believe you turn right the you turn at like this in a circle and it takes you to a new stage every time but oh. every time it takes you do a new stage you can see the audience that just saw that <gasps> right right, show. right yes yes so and it's what it is it's a carousel of progress so it starts in you know uh i think it starts in the covered wagon times like crossing huh. the prairie and they're sort of like, oh, you know, Paul, I need to get me a new uh, shoehorn. And it's talking about, like, technologies. Uh, but then by the end, it's sort of like, what will it be next? Carousel of colonialism. Yeah. But, then, but the, the final one is them being like, what will be next? We're going to have VR headsets. And we're going to be able to call people and see them at the same time. And uh, it's, it's that kind of gig. But it's, it's fun. I love that thing. That sounds that's like all, fun. That's really cool. That's really um, cool. Yeah, I, I think you forgot uh, the Blues Brothers. Oh, show. shit. The Blues Brothers <laughs> show. Nice, dog. Yeah, dog. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. That was a good show. And that was and they and there was a lot of a lot of things like that at other at Six Flags mm-hmm. and stuff where they would just have like, all right, we're going to have guys play some jazz and kind of dress them up like the Blues Brothers because that's so successful. Yeah. Uh, Weird that that was such such a successful attraction when that movie is from the seventies or early eighties, like eighty, like, yeah, like nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty, mm. and well, then the, the sequel is like, a bomb, like doesn't oh, it's do horrible. Well at all. No. Yeah. They, the 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 rights to Blues Brothers are controlled by like Blues Brothers Limited, and you right. cannot do anything Blues Brothers unless yeah. you get that permission. Right, like, it's my my like life dream to put a Blues Brothers like stage show on. Yeah, but, like mm. you would have to deal with that licensing. Yeah, nightmare. you have to deal with crazy Dan Aykroyd and uh, 
and his vodka and his right. and, his and the, the Belushi Foundation, I'm sure, is not easy to deal with. Well, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they got to control, you know, keep control of it carefully. But no, I remember seeing uh, fantastic yeah. Blues Brothers show one time. Like you, you, you all, it always depended on the casting, but sure. I saw like just an extraordinary night where both of them were just fucking hot and on it. Did anyone get to see the Mary Poppins show Steps in Time? No. no. It was it was basically just like kind of a Mary Poppins walking through uh, this story of I don't remember the plot, but Bert uh, and his his chimney sweeps did like the most magnificent live dance number I think I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. That was epic. Uh, and then the only other one that like really comes to mind as being something that like affected me was in 2006, I went to my first ever Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, uh, sure. It was in Universal? Orlando. In Orlando, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Universal. And they had a show called Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Spectacular. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never saw that. I would have killed to have seen that. Basically, all it was was they used Bill and Ted as the vehicle to get as many 2006 pop culture references as possible on the same stage. Sure. <laughs> so you had, because Superman Returns had just come out, the, oh, the, yeah, the... terrible reboot. Yeah. Um, they... Uh, what was that? Who played him? Brandon. Brandon Ralph. Yeah. Brandon Ralph. Yeah. yeah. Um. The, so then they had a Lex Luthor, uh, which I think is Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey uh, was ew. that. Yeah. They had a Lex Luthor guy come on, and he was sort of the bad guy. Uh, but then things like Juggernaut from the X Men came on stage at one point, <laughs> and then like, but he was being followed by the dude from the Da Vinci Code that like whips the pale dude who whips himself, Silas or whatever. Yes. They were. Like, Paul Bettany, shit like that. Paul Bettany. Like Paul it was Bettany. like the weirdest <laughs> amalgamation of 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 pop culture references, and it was a time where Mel Gibson was like really going through a lot of shit. So there's this one reference that I remember really specifically, but I had to look it up to get it exactly right. But they're they're traveling through all this stuff, and Lex Luthor is like threatening to make Lex Luthor based uh, content, I guess is what it is. So he's like, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a a, a TV show uh, based on uh, fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'm also gonna give you a show called Mel Gibson's Honey I Dunk a Fifth Drove Got Arrested Bash the Jews <laughs> Urinated in Jail Cell and Ruined My Career 4D. Whoa. <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy. Uh, this is a family theme park. Yeah. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> Mel Gibson's Honey, I Dunk a Fifth, drove, got arrested, bashed the Jews, urinated in a jail cell, and ruined my career in 4D. <laughs> oh, wow. So they went all the way, but I just Kevin remember that Ash. hitting me really hard. Like, they're allowed to say that at Universal Studios? But yeah, I mean, they have they have PG-13 to R-rated attractions, I would say. So mm -hmm. yeah, it tracks, I guess. Um, anyway... Guys, is there anything else? Are there any other shows that come to mind besides? I just want to do honorable mention to Medieval Times. That's what I was gonna say. So <laughs> and the next Pirates thing I Extravaganza. Up, the next thing I'd like to do a little discussion on before we close out is things that aren't at theme parks, but that are like themed uh, shows that you could go to. <laughs> Dinner theater. Medieval Times, man. 
There's evil times. It's still around, and I remember when it came out. I remember in the eighties when the commercials first started, going, "Who? What? Like, what is, <laughs> what is this? Who is this for? <laughs> Who is this for?" And you're like, "The food is awful." You know, yeah. later in life, the drinks are super watered down. Yeah. Always, you can only beer. have two. You can only yeah. have two during the show. During the show, you can only have two, but you can you can get there early. The and, gift I, shop I, I, is I have done outrageously. I've, Expensive. The gift shop is outrageously expensive. Yeah. It's not necessarily well maintained. They always seem just a little dirty. The food is no. god awful, um, but it's always. You a remember that last? It's always a good time. <laughs> like it's. You remember that scene in Cable Guy when they go? Yes. And Janine Garofalo's a cameo with, and she's the um, she's the waitress, and she goes, "Welcome to medieval times. Uh, what can I get you to eat? Oh, sorry, oh, I'll be your serving wench for the evening. What can I get you?" And he says, uh, "Can I get some like forks or some utensils?" And she goes, "Since they did not have utensils in medieval times, we do not have utensils <laughs> at medieval times. Would you like Coke or Pepsi?" <laughs> it's a, it's well, a, I saw it in. You Myrtle can get Beach. a Pepsi, but I can't get a fork. And she goes, "Man, I'm just doing my job." The pirate show. I saw it in Myrtle Beach when I was 17, and then I saw the pirate show later. But um, another Webster grad, Adam Hart, he was the blue. He was the blue pirate in Pirates Extravaganza, but he oh. also did Medieval Times. Guys, I'm undefeated at Medieval Times. Oh really? <laughs> I've been always two times. Oh really? I say we go and we test that record. I think so too, and we'll sit in the same section to see what happens because <laughs> I have I have gone four times. Four times, and I have never lost. And oh, bit of trivia I came across when looking through this stuff about three years ago, I think it was. They had they cast their first ever uh woman as a knight. Wow, oh, wow, and she played it as a fe- as a woman. Took that's a awesome. That's not uh, of Tarth. That's uh, that's yeah. Brand of Tarth influence <laughs> yeah. right there. Straight up, it is. Straight up, it 100%. is. 100. It's pretty radical. Right on. Uh, but there's a cowboy version of this. There's a <gasps> I, pirate version I would of this. Love the, to see the cowboy version. The cowboy version, honestly, though, is basically like almost offensive to like rodeos. Oh. Right. rodeo culture is such a big thing in like texas and so you go to this thing and it's sort of like well how they do <laughs> well, that, that's the there, one thing there's six shooters in the air yeah. the, the one thing i'll put i'll give the the pirate show uh a little bit more credit for why i put it a little bit higher than medieval times and a cowboy one is that you don't have horses <laughs> dropping shit as you're trying to eat your your turkey leg. <laughs> well, there's a fucking pool in the middle of it. Like it's a. I remember seeing it, and um, they had a big musical number, and they were on the deck, sword fighting and singing and dancing around. And then the fucking deck opened up, and there was a trampoline under the deck, and then they were jumping off of the crow's nest and doing like flips and shit. It was Actually, so much fun. CJ, if you open up the Colosseum in Rome, there's a trampoline and a pool. Also, the Colosseum so. looks like a vulva. Oh, yeah? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Never thought of that. I've been there and I. Uh, Bring it on. <laughs> we actually got to walk down through the lion maze and shit. It was pretty oh. cool. That's I a did, cool place. I think I did that too when I went. Let's go it's to the Colosseum. Let's y'all. go to the Colosseum. They should They're have Byron's extravaganza there. They should have a, a gladiator themed medieval times. 
In the Coliseum. In the Coliseum. Soldier of Rome. They and got then at the end, you can take bricks as if you are part of the fall of Rome. Perfect. They just serve, sp <laughs> they just serve spaghetti. And we'll just make yeah. it a the gladiator experience. Yeah. Listen, gladiator. I'm calling Rome. We're going to get this set up with them. <laughs> he was a soldier of Rome. Soldier of Rome. Honor him. Honor him. him. Uh, uh, we, we stand. Um, so... We've talked about Oliver Reed a couple times on this podcast, haven't we? Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, and Russell Crowe. Uh, okay. Russell Crow. Anything else we want to talk about? Is there anything I'm in your like mind? I'm like ready for summer now. This was yeah. fun. We need to go do some stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we do. Whenever, for whenever sure. you uh, get a pass for Universal, you can join me and, yes. me and Scott Golden. I'd love to do that. Universal's yeah. easy. Uh, we should probably just do that. I'm going to do that. I think do we should it. just all have it, and then any How group of us passes? could go at any point. Yeah. It's, uh, one, one, it was 189 for the year. But it probably pays for, for itself for after a couple of like, yeah. visits, right? Well, one a couple ticket, of servings. A couple servings. One ticket is 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. you've, you've basically, if you go more than twice, you've paid for it. And then the other side of that is like fast passes are like another 80 bucks. Right. Huh. Right? right. And But I think it's cheaper if you have the year pass. You can get like a really cheap fast pass. I could be wrong. Um, I'm vaxxed. Let's do it. I'm in. Let's do it. That would be so uh, much fun. Hey, Jamie. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, oh my God, thank it was, you, thank you. It was, uh, it was great to, to be here and talk to, to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> my new to friend. To get you on. And your yeah, new, and friend. new friend. Yeah. I will, yeah, Jamie and I don't know each other. We, we've been in passing a lot of times, but I will tell you this, Jamie, and this is a great time to tell you this because I've never gotten to actually tell you, or maybe I have, I don't know. Uh, but the reason I got involved with Fools is because I saw Mr. Burns. What? So much that I was like, oh, I need to work for this company. Well, so thank you. Well, that's, you know, that's a part of my, uh, uh, part of how I did that show is because of my experience in theme parks. Yeah. Right. The immersion and the immersion space and all to that space. Stuff, yeah. I was all about it. And I already loved the play, uh, the script itself, which we should probably cover her at some point. Cause, yeah. Yes. Um, Come but, on for that. Absolutely. Uh, but we'll get you on this season and maybe we'll even get an artist spotlight with you. Uh, but besides that, I'm glad we got to discuss this with you today. Uh, Scott, CJ, you all have anything you want to say before I close this out? Uh, I do, uh, very quickly. Um, first of all, we should give a, a huge shout out to Helen McCrory, who we lost this recently from Peaky Blinders uh, and Harry yeah. Potter. And she right. was 50, what, 51 years old? Wow. Cancer. Um, cancer, so sad. Uh, Olympia Dukakis passed today. No! Um, Academy Award winner, Olympia Dukakis. Um, wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it happened this morning. So, True uh, bummer. Rest in peace. Um, and then I personally need to do a shout out. Um, I lost a dear friend this week, an old friend and uh, by the name of Don Guy. Don Guy was Pazzo in the production of Waiting for Godot that I directed, which was mm. one of the first things I ever directed. Uh, but then he went on to, uh, he got his MFA from uh, UC Irvine and was spent a lot of his career doing lighting design for theme parks around the world. He worked at Disney oh, Tokyo. Wow. Um, he was a big um, uh, architecture uh, architectural lighter uh, who worked all over the world and um, uh, a friend of mine and, and one of those 
characters that walks into your life and um you you can't ever forget them but um but sad to say that he he passed away uh this week his so wife sorry, posted Scott. yeah it was a bummer and uh henry Dittman, fan fan of the podcast and our, our friend uh knew him well and so th- that was a bummer and it was just kind of ironic um well everybody also, send some love to don guy's uh, family and friends and Scott yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. but um but he was a hell of an artist and it, it was a cool person to watch discover his passion for um that part of theater and stagecraft and and uh, so peace out my dear friend peace out mm. a legend a true legend and 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 i will say um uh, there's a, co- a couple of things happening this weekend I think uh, aren't worth mentioning now because this won't come out until Sunday, you know, late. But uh, if if you were to hear this before it, there's a Sunday, uh, what, what's tomorrow, the third, second? Second. Second. Okay. second. At noon in Pan Pacific Park, if you're in L.A., there is a uh, march uh, entitled Black Women, period. <laughs> That's a, with a DT at the end. Uh, and uh, it was actually organized by Catherine Washington, who our, uh, we had on our, yes. our Lorraine Hansberry episode and who we will be doing an artist spotlight with uh, soon. It's going to be uh, a really phenomenal march with a lot of uh, hundreds of people are coming. And I uh, have at least two friends that I know of that are speaking at it. So that's mm. exciting. Um, and it's it's a march to uh, discuss and to bring awareness to uh, black women's struggles and black women period, meaning all who identify as women. And, uh, and we're really, uh, excited to support that CJ and I are going tomorrow. Uh, and I uh, might be joining you, but I'm joined. That'd be I'm awesome. If not, we're just trying to be, yeah, we're just trying to be numbers, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm also directing Richard the third, uh, and playing Kate's be in it. That'll be closed by tomorrow. At <laughs> so you don't need to <laughs> mess with that either. Uh, but, uh, Thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode of Theater, Theater, and Stuff. Join us again next week as we begin our silly little mini-series on Eugene Ionesco, Rhinocercast. That's another good one. I love that one. We'll be covering his evolution uh, through the three plays Rhinoceros, Mm -hmm. The Bald Soprano, and The Chairs. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. It's, okay. a good, so yeah, good, it's, a good, it's a good cross-section as I do my yeah. research. So. And I'm going to start saying at the end of the episode before what plays we're going to be reading because people have been complaining that they don't know what plays to read. Ruth That's Silvera sent a, a very strongly worded uh, Facebook <laughs> message. <laughs> I want to read the plays before I listen. I'm running my bookshelf as the show goes on. Sophia Dutcher said the same thing, uh, friend of the pod, so who we'll have on soon. So uh, we're going to make it happen. So, uh, but we're doing Rhinoceros cast. We'll be covering those three plays. Read them if you have time. And then our next stuff episode is a Scott pick that I'm super pumped for. We will be discussing the play and subsequent film of Peter Bogosian's Talk Radio. Oh my God! Yes. Eric yeah. Bogosian, right? Eric, Every, that's what I meant. I meant that. <laughs> I, I, I just wrote it wrong and then read it. Every wrong. Gen X male has done a monologue <laughs> from pounding, I, <laughs> from yeah, pounding I, the floor. I did a full production of it oh God. Uh, at age twenty. So oh shit! Oh, oh, I'm excited to talk about it. My head, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I did not get that. We're excited to get into uh, to talk radio. There's a lot to discuss. I'm 
so but we're gonna record it right after this but with my schedule there's no way we're gonna make it happen but i'm just really excited to talk about that siege um listen speaking of ruth do y'all have any questions or comments or corrections do you have things that you'd wish we would talk about do you want to tell us about your theme park entertainment experiences please email us find us on facebook instagram twitter we would love to hear from you scott Yes, a big shout out and thank you to Pamela Quinn for writing our N Stuff theme song. Yes. Uh, big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson uh, for writing our overall theme song, and you're about to hear it. Um, thanks so much, uh, Ryan. Uh, our theme song is better than yours, theme song. It's and true. finally, to yes. the uh, great uh, Pulitzer Prize winner, Annie Baker for writing our podcast. She doesn't know that she writes it, but <laughs> she does. And one day, Annie Baker, we're going to buy you a beer. That's yes. right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Follow us on yes. all the things. We love you so much. And as always, mouths and butts, they are the same. So don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to say. What goes in must oh. come out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys is gross. <laughs> <laughs> Later, everybody. I just left y'all. The theater, the theater.